Hello, my friends, and welcome to Time Between Time Storytelling with me, Owen Staten. I look out the window as the sun starts to set. The moon is there in the distance, starting to rise, and I know it's just over a week until Halloween, Kalangayev, the time when the time between times is at its strongest. Kroisofrindiae, to this place where tales are traditionally told. I am so grateful that people all around the world are tuning in to this little channel that tells stories in a traditional way. I get emails from absolutely everywhere, and that is amazing. Thank you so much. If you wish to join my Ko-fi or my Patreon channels, please go to ko-fi.com forward slash Owen Staten or patreon.com forward slash Owen Staten 7. I uploaded a new video there just this week and every month you get bonus content. If you can't do that, please share the channel with some friends or leave a lovely review wherever you are listening to this podcast. That would be amazing. Over 200 years ago, an old minister called Edmund Jones travelled Wales picking up stories from town to town, parish to parish, valley to valley, mountain to sea he travelled, listening to tales about ghosts. You might think that was a strange thing to do for a minister, but you see, he believed that the existence of ghosts proved the existence of God. So therefore, all these tales reaffirmed his own faith. And Edmund Jones published all these tales in a book called, rather dramatically, The Appearance of Evil, Apparitions of Spirits in Wales. And today's tale comes from that very tome. I am a great fan of Edmund Jones. I tell his tales whenever I can. I try to keep his memory alive. He is a storyteller from another age but one we can all enjoy. So without further ado, let me tell you to close your eyes if it's safe to do so. Sit back, relax, awaken your imagination. You are sat at the fireplace. You have finished your food and you feel sated and full. A hot drink has just been consumed. You stand up and put on your coat. It is grey outside, but that grey holds a certain magic. A certain magic that tells you that the veil between our world and the fairy world is wafer, wafer thin. You step out your front door, lock it behind you, feel the cold weight of the key in your hand, and make your way out the front gate. Turn right. You stop for a moment to take a breath. The roads are quiet, but what vehicles you do pass seem to be speeding off into a mist to who knows where. You take the path to the forest, step off the pavement and into the grass. Your feet crunch over dying leaves and feel the wet against them. Then you step onto the path that leads into the woods. A darkness consumes you almost instantly. But this is a safe path. 
You know that. The path leads up into the left, back into the right. With every step you take, you go more into the magical realm. You see the old mossy tower, where tales have been told before, and stop and look at it. Then you take the path to the... Wait. The babbling brook. What is that? There is a figure stood next to the path. A dark outline against an even darker sky. Looks like a woman. Wearing a four-cornered hat. She has her back to you. As you step forward, she starts to walk. For a moment, everything you want to do is to follow her, and you... You then remember that to leave the path in the place of tales at the time between times would not be safe. So you take another breath. Step forward and take the path that you know well through the babbling brook. You look to the side and glance and see that she is leading her own way into the forest, dark though that may be. But then you see the light, the light from the clearing, from the fire pit, and make your way there. It is full of people, friends, some you have not seen for a long time, some maybe you have never seen and are yet to meet. But they are gathered and they are jolly. You look up and the sun and the moon share the same sky. You sit on a log surrounding the fire pit and feel the flames on your hands and your feet warming your very soul. For you are here at the time between times. The time it's neither night nor day, but the sun has gone and the sky is grey. The time when the veil between our world and the fairy world is so thin that you can reach into it and they can reach into ours. Now is the time that people see ghosts. Now is the time that people see lights in the sky. Now is the time that people see the Talwith Teg. Look. Listen. Far away you can hear the howl of wolves, you can hear the growl of bears, but you know you are safe, right here, right now. Then the storyteller begins their tale. And what tale it is. Long ago, in the parish of Llanhilaith, in the valleys of South Wales, a place so dark, they say the sun only shines there for an hour a day, and that at the height of midsummer. There was an old path that led over Llanhilaith mountain towards Pontypool. The mist would fall there almost like clockwork, and your sight was seriously reduced. Barely able to see your hand in front of your face, people would wander the path giving a prayer that they would arrive at their destination safe. But on this night, of all nights, many years ago, a man called Robert Williams was on his way to Pontypool. He could only travel the path after dark, and he had fear in his heart. The path started to lead up into the mountains, 
He could feel the air grow thin. He pulled his coat around him and held his chin to his chest. Every step he took seemed to echo through the valleys and the hills. But he knew the path well. He knew that a few hours should see him safely to his destination. But as many who travelled this path, they often looked for company, for to travel it alone would seem endless. After about thirty minutes, he started to see the mist drop like a blanket. But there in front of him, around the bend in the path next to a rocky outcrop, he could see the outline of a figure. She was hunched over and seemed old. She wore a four-cornered hat. Her clothes were stained and ash-coloured, and her apron was thrown over her shoulder. He called to her, but she did not answer, nor seemed to acknowledge him. She just travelled and walked on the path. She turned around the bend, and he lost sight of her for a second. But then across the hills he heard a cry, Wow up! Wow up! Now that was a cry that was told many years ago, when people would find hares when hunting. But why it echoed across the mountains at this time, Robert Williams had no idea. He carried on walking, he carried on travelling, and there he saw her again, stepping in front of him. He decided to run and try and catch her, but every time he felt that he would got closer, she would move further away, travelling into the mountains. Wow up! Wow up! He heard the call again. Then the path seemed to change, as if he had left the old rocky road and was travelling over grass, over bush, into the mountains. And the lady walked in front with him following. She must know the way, was that what he felt? But into the darkness she carried on going, never seeing her face, just hearing that cry, Wow up, wow up. The darker it got, the colder it got, and his heart started to beat quicker. But then, unbeknownst to him, for he had travelled this mountain many times, he saw the lights of what seemed like a settlement, and the old lady was heading towards it. He felt relief like he'd never felt before, that he was no longer lost on the mountainside, but was soon to arrive in a small town. Wow up, wow up. He entered into the streets and saw the lights of a tavern. But the people had gathered outside the buildings as the woman walked along the road in front. He followed as well, and every one of them stared at him. Some of these people were dressed strangely, as if they had come from long ago. Some of them were dressed in summer clothes, some in winter, but all of them stared at him with hollow eyes as he step by step 
made his way through the village, following the figure that walked. Hello? Who are you? Where have I come to this night? This is not a village that I know, and I felt like I knew this place well. No reply. The woman he was following seemed to emerge at the other side of the street, and was now heading out into the darkness. Robert Williams felt a true terror in his chest, and stopped for a moment to make a prayer. He took a deep breath, but then something told him, in a strong voice that seemed to come from far away. Cease your following, Robert. Take your own path. He looked once more at the figure walking in front of him, and heard the cry again, Wow up! Wow up! But using every bit of strength left in his mind, he turned and walked back the way he came. He did not find the village again, nor the lost people who seemed to stare into oblivion, but wandered aimlessly across the mountains, feeling the cold coming in, until, whether by luck or by prayer or by judgment, he once again came across the old path that led to Pontypool. He was terrified. Who could this old lady who wandered the mountains be? As the sun rose the next day at the time between times, he arrived at his destination, and everyone commented on why he was so ashen grey. He sat down at a pub with a beer in his hand. To the landlord, he told his story, but how he came across the woman with a four-cornered hat in the ashen-coloured clothes, who seemed lost on the mountain and decided to follow her. The publican grew grey as the tale was told and then said to Robert Williams, You have found Joan White, who wanders these paths through day and through night. Many have followed the track that she takes. Many have walked the path that she travels. And many of those have not returned. Count yourself lucky, my friend, for whatever it was, whether it be God or judgment, you were strong enough to lead yourself from the path and will not be counted amongst the lost this time. Since that tale, many others have come forward with tales of Juan White, who walks the old path and Llanhilaith Mountain in the darkness. Like an ill-whispered guide, she leads those who follow her to their doom. And on that night, that night of all nights, Robert Williams got a glimpse 
of a place beyond the veil where these people now reside. And that, my friends, is tonight's tale told for you at the time between times. And I thank Edmund Jones, who all those years ago wrote down a version for this, one which I've borrowed heavily for, to tell you today. My name is Owen Staten. I thank you ever so much for joining me at the Time Between Times for another tale traditionally told. On the 30th of October, if you are listening to this on release, I will be doing a live Twitter Spaces hour-long ghost story tell at nine o'clock, so please look out for that. In the meantime, take care of yourselves, my friends. This is a dark time, but a time we should celebrate, a time when the veil between our world and the fairy world is at its thinnest. And if ever there was a time for stories, that time is now. Diolch and Mawr and Grandor, thank you ever so much for listening. Take care. And no star. <laughs> <laughs>